Before we begin, I would like to take a quick break to tell you about a travel website that allows you to search for the cheapest flights, hotel rooms, car rentals, airport parking, and taxis and airport shuttle services. The website is www.experiencethis360.com. It takes over 700 airlines and travel agencies, 240,000 hotels, including booking sites like Expedia and Booking.com, and allows you to compare all at once in one screen, saving you time and money. It basically finds the cheapest price anywhere. There are no additional fees and the app is free to use. What you see on the screen is the exact amount you will pay. This isn't a separate booking app. It is a comprehensive yet easy to way to do flight searches, discount hotel rooms, and find the cheapest rental cars. Think of it as cheap flight, best hotel rate search engine. It simply finds the best deal for you. Visit www.experiencethis360.com. At the top links, you will see a link called Best Travel Deals. Click that or use the drop-down menu to get to a specific area. Links will also be made available in the show notes. Now, back to the podcast. Henry McCabe's last call was to his wife. The voicemail recorded his last moments. But what exactly happened to Henry on the last night of his life remains to this day a mystery. This is Unsolved Mysteries of the World, Season 3, Episode 3. What happened to Henry McCabe? Henry McCabe, aged 32, was out clubbing with friends on September 7, 2015. It had been a night that the group were looking forward to, even though Henry had been a hard worker and an honor student at the California State University and a member of Beta Alpha Pi, an international honor organization for financial information students and professionals, it seemed he was stressed and not doing his job adequately. He received poor performance reviews as a Department of Revenue auditor. His rent payments were late, and his family, a wife, and two daughters were away in California, taking care of sick and elderly parents. The night of drinking and clubbing would be a relief, and the friends partied on into the late night and early morning. As the night wore on, Henry's friend William Papas Kennedy says he took Henry's keys and wallet to prevent further purchase of alcohol and to prevent him from driving under the influence. Eventually, the two left Pavlipsky's on 65, a local club sometime around 1.40 a.m., William drove Henry to a nearby gas station and dropped him off. However, he kept his keys in his wallet for unknown reasons. Perhaps he didn't want Henry buying more alcohol or somehow driving his car, or he simply forgot to return them. In his initial report to police, he indicated he dropped Henry off at the Super America gas station on Highway 65 and 73rd Ave. But according to police-obtained surveillance footage, Henry was not dropped off there, but rather at a different gas station, the Holiday Gas Station off Central Ave and Hackman Ave. This location is even farther away and in the opposite direction of Henry's residence. Henry had his cell phone on his person 
and the last known ping registered from a tower in the vicinity of Creekview Park in New Brighton, which was about 68 miles from the gas station he was dropped off at. Henry made two calls later that evening. One call went to his wife, which was recorded on voicemail. The other call went to his brother's voicemail and was also recorded. The first voicemail was leaked to news media organizations, but was never played in its entirety on air. The voicemail left by Henry is disturbing and leaves more questions than answers. Here's the unedited, full voicemail left by Henry to his wife at 2.28 a.m. In the recording, you can hear Henry in a frantic voice, unnatural growling and clicking sounds, moaning, and the words near the end saying, stop it. recorded on Henry's brother's voicemail is even more mysterious. Police have not released its contents, nor discussed them in any manner. They do not specify if the call was placed before or after the one to his wife. What we do know is that Henry made the call at 2.28 a.m. We also know by the timestamp on the surveillance footage at the gas station that Henry was dropped off just before 2 a.m., Henry's body was found six miles away in Rush Lake. Now, the average person walking, let alone a person so intoxicated his friend would not let him drive nor purchase more alcohol, is about three miles per hour. Let us say Henry was walking this speed. That would mean in order for him to end up where he had been found dead in Rush Lake six miles away, it would have taken him 20 minutes each mile. It should have taken Henry at least two hours to get to his final location. That's without consideration like we said about being inebriated, walking staggered, and also walking through brush, weeds, a trade area, and the such. So how did Henry end up dead in Rush Lake? Did he receive a ride? Did someone pick him up? Who brought him to Rush Lake? According to the timestamps, which do not lie, The distance between the locations, Henry did not simply walk or stagger it drunk. There are conflicting reports about what is heard on the voicemail, and suggestions on the second one, non-released, Henry says he is or is going to be shot. This has not been verified by police, however. And when the medical examiner reported on Henry's body, they found no evidence of any injury on his body. The police indicated at the time they were not ruling anything out and sent the voicemails to the FBI for analysis and to clean up the audio. However, no information was released about what the FBI thought or did with the audio. A leader in the Twin Cities Liberian community said the investigators shouldn't rule out the possibility that McCabe's death was linked to violence in his home country, where he survived 14 years of civil war. They would kill without remorse, he says. They've done it for years. We need to find out what happened. David Singleton, the chief executive of Minnesota Community Police Services, 
said he thinks someone else was involved in Henry's death. I don't believe that he just wandered that far on his own and the audio doesn't support the idea that his death is not suspicious, Singleton said. His association had offered a $10,000 reward for information leading to McCabe's recovery, but it rescinded the reward on October 23rd after a fallout with McCabe's wife because of her, quote, her willingness to mislead the public and this committee, end quote. In this case, there remains more questions than answers, inconsistent statements, a bizarre audio tape, questionable friends, encrypted numbers, false information to police, and obstruction of the active, independent investigation. If Henry McCabe's death was an accident, like some may suggest, why are some of the people closest to him withholding and manipulating pertinent information, and why has law enforcement suspended their investigation? Yes, the investigation has been ended by law enforcement. However, Minnesota Community Police Services is still offering a $5,000 reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of those responsible for the death of Henry McCabe. You can call 651-485-9211 and all communications are confidential and you will remain anonymous. What happened to my son? I want to know in the name of Jesus said Esther Carmo, McCabe's mother, on the phone line from Liberia. This is what they did to my son. Somebody killed my son. Henry was not an isolated person in the middle of the dark. Henry had a life. Henry had a family. He had children and he had a mother. Henry had brothers. Henry had friends, said Pastor Maria Va. Before Henry died, he was pleading to someone who dropped him in the dark. Henry paid for you to learn the lesson. When he got off from that car in the morning, he had no idea that he was going to die. I want you to go tell Henry's friends. We're not accusing them, but we're disappointed in them, said Va, noting that many Liberians didn't even show up to request the justice for McCabe. Jackson George, Liberia's acting consul general in Minnesota, said, from the consulate and embassy's point of view, we're not going to close this case until justice is done. So what happened that night? Some police believe it was an accidental drowning. Others believe foul play was involved. But by whom? And with any strange disappearance, there are those that wish to exploit the death of a young father for their own benefit. Many of those listening will probably know the author, David Politis, who wrote a series of self-published books called Missing 411. The books chronicle the mysterious disappearances of individuals from national parks. David has used the Henry McCabe disappearance in his promotional work. Yes, he believes that Henry McCabe was attacked and killed by a Bigfoot-like creature in the middle of Minneapolis. Those that follow David Politis gobble this up. He conveniently leaves out the fact that Henry McCabe was found and that he did not vanish into thin air. David cannot explain why or how a Bigfoot-like creature would attack and kill a man in the middle of a metropolitan area and leave no visible attack marks. Oh yeah, he leaves this part of the story out. Like many of his stories, David cherry-picks facts so that they are sensationalized. 
This sort of nonsense is infuriating to the friends and family that are being exploited by it. Have you ever tried to find a cheap hotel room and you open up Expedia, then you open up Travago, then Booking.com, then Hotels.com, and so on and so on, trying to find the best deal from all the hotel discount and booking sites? What if I told you you could do one search in one window, either online or using your mobile device? What if I told you that you can take all these discount search sites, combine them into one easy to use app, saving time and money? It basically finds the cheapest price anywhere. There are no additional fees, including taxes, and the app is free to use. What you see on the screen is the exact amount you will pay. Now, this isn't a separate booking app. It is a comprehensive yet easy way to do hotel searches. Think of it as a cheap hotel search engine. It simply finds the best deal for you. Savings are incredible, sometimes up to 70% off. There are even options such as pay now, pay later, free cancellations, no credit cards required. With a database of over 270,000 hotels, 46,000 hostels, 500,000 bed and breakfasts, and 1.3 million apartments, you will be sure to find the best hotel at an incredible price. Now, do you want this app? Find the best hotel room at the best price. Just visit www.experiencethis360.com. At the top links, you will see a link called Best Travel Deals. Click that or use the drop-down menu to get to a specific area. Links will also be made available in the show notes. Again, that's www.experiencethis360.com. Now back to the podcast. I want justice for my husband. He didn't deserve to die. Someone did this to him. There is a God and he knows what happened and hates an injustice, said Kareem McCabe. Whoever did this, God will deal with you. Some people believe Henry was murdered by a serial killer or a group of serial killers operating under the name the Smiling Face Murders. The smiley face murder theory is a theory advanced by two retired New York City detectives, Kevin Gagnon and Anthony Duarte, that a number of young men found dead in bodies of water across several Midwestern American states over the last decade did not accidentally drown, as concluded by law enforcement agencies, but were victims of a serial killer or killers. The term smiley face became connected to the alleged murders when it was made public that the police had discovered graffiti depicting a smiley face near locations where they think the killer dumped the bodies in at least a dozen of the cases. The response of law enforcement investigators and other experts to Ganon and Duarte's theory has been largely skeptical. We will go into further details about the smiley face murder theory in a later episode. In terms of Henry McCabe, it would not explain why members of the community, his friends and family are either not telling the entire story or are not helping law enforcement solve this mystery. In one of Henry McCabe's last Facebook posts, he asked, What is justice? And how can it be achieved? At his funeral, friends, relatives, and community members promised to seek justice for his death.
Thank you for listening to Unsolved Mysteries of the World. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or your other favorite podcast directory, and subscribe, rate, and review. We would really appreciate your support. If you haven't already, join us on Facebook to enhance this episode with photos, illustrations, and lively discussion. Look for our suggested links and do share this podcast with others. Perhaps you or someone you know will have a solution to this mystery. This podcast is created by Cold Rasta Studios and includes music and sound effects by John Savoy, Albert Ray, Gerardo Garcia Jr., Rana Szilard, Maddia Cupelli, Alex Lisi, Martin Kahlberg, and Adrian von Ziegler.